So welcome to the Project Plenty podcast series where we ask the question, what will 2030 look like? I will ask that question across a range of topics important to Queensland and to our church. It's a series of conversations that will help us enter into a whole of church discernment and planning exercise that we hope might give shape to our life in the next decade. Over the course of this series, we'll invite our guests to reflect on this question, what 2030 looks like from their perspective and ask what role the Uniting Church could play as this future approaches. My name's Scott Guyatt, and I'm glad that you can join us. So joining me today, Paul Jones. Paul's the principal of Trinity College, Queensland. I think I got that right, because I keep calling it still Trinity Theological College, but that's right, isn't it? Trinity <laughs> right. College, Queensland. Paul, give us a, give us a, I mean, welcome, first of all. Thanks, Thanks. for hanging out. Yeah. Um, how did you get to be here? What's the, what, what's the story? What's the Paul Jones story? Oh, the Paul Jones story goes back many years. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't go that, back that many. You're a young fella. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. In terms of my, my presence here at Trinity, um, I finished my PhD in 2016 over at Durham University in Old Testament studies. Sorry, where's um, Durham? Uh, Durham in the north of England. Okay. Yeah, and uh, just coming out of that, I came over here for a, a role teaching Old Testament or Hebrew Bible and... Yeah preaching okay. two of my lifelong passions yeah, yeah. so that was perfect ideal um and three i've been teaching here for three years and then this principal so role time flies. Up. yeah it three does years. doesn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, when this role became available um and i i looked at my life as you've just been That's suggesting yeah and i noticed that yeah, I, I really have had a lifelong passion for education and theology and okay. where those things intersect. Okay. Um, I was a secondary teacher for four years. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay, and we, might, we might dig into that a little bit. Yeah, we, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then worked in various educational settings in higher ed as well and in the church. Um, and always been interested in how people learn as well yeah, as okay. just the content. But yeah. what are the sort of forms that help people to engage with things in a way that's meaningful for life? And, of course, that's important for, cl- for the classroom, but it's yeah. also important just for part of our mission, of course, as, as the college for the Synod here in Queensland is to educate the whole church yeah. and provide resources that everyone can get stuck into. And okay. so, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm passionate about all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Maybe let's kind of... Put a definition around something. If I keep mm. using this phrase, theological education, what 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 does that mean? What's mm. what is theological education about? What's it for? Mm. What are its limits? I don't. I mean, that could be a whole conversation in itself. But yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. But theology, generally, anything that ends in ology is a study of something. <laughs> <laughs> so biology, zoology, theology is the study of theos. So anything God related. Um, the way that I see theology is that you anything can have theological implications or significance. Yeah. It's the way that God relates to people, the way yeah. God relates to the world that he, He's made, uh, the way God relates to, um, well, any of the above, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And so theological education for me is, is much broader than just teaching people about who God is. Okay. It's teaching uh, about... Well, sociological structures, psychology, the self, um, how we interact as humans and learn things, um, science, yeah. humanities, all of those things, but in relation to God. Yeah, okay. And what can we learn about God in and from those uh, different lines of inquiry? So it's very broad, yeah. theological so, education. Obviously, yeah. it's more than just training ministers with yes, that, with that kind of understanding. 
Yeah, that's one part of it and an important part. Yeah. Um, and part of training ministers is training them to then be equipped for theological education themselves to deliver it. To so, deliver. Okay. Yeah. So theological education then in that sense doesn't always happen in an in a institutional or a educational kind of setting. No. Uh, it's a, no, so when I read my five-year-old a story at bedtime, I yeah. I don't think of it like this. <laughs> so you're ready for some theological education. Come on, but, let's do it. <laughs> wow, you must say, be what really are you fun, about? Dad. I know, I know. So much fun. But, yeah, I think theological education is happening all the time. Yeah. Um, and in all those little conversations we have around the hallways and, you know, with kids, with people on the train, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all education. Yeah. Um, oh, we are talking in the, you know, we're sitting in the hallowed halls of Trinity College Queensland here. So what can you give us a sense of the scope of the scope of what the college is up to? You talked about um, a minute ago about, you know, educating for all of the church, for all of the life of the church, I think, something like that. But mm. what's, what's a, in a sense, the scope of what the college is up to at the moment? Mm. Um, so we have 60 or 70 students here at the moment, um, and a significant number of them are training for ministry. Um, others are... In the sense of like ordained... Ordained ministry, okay. yeah, yep. leading churches yep. um, and being equipped for that. But there are quite a number of others who are still discerning, finding their way forward, thinking about what they want to do. Um, probably like myself when I did my undergrad in theology uh, 20 years ago, um, there, there are folks here who are just really wanting to figure out their faith, yeah. understand what they believe and why they believe it and own it for themselves because yeah. often we're past a faith um, from our parents or from elsewhere. So there are people who are working out what they believe and then in the process of that, finding what their gifts are, their passions and strengths um, yeah. through some ministry opportunities and then maybe they'll go into the workplace, back to being a teacher or in business or whatever. That's exciting to me. Yeah, I, I would love that Trinity becomes more and more that kind of place yeah. where, yes, there are people training to lead churches or to go into specifically missional contexts, but where we're also training people to in marketplace theology. So to go into business, architecture, um, teaching, medical uh professions there's a whole bunch of hospitals that i can even see through this window here um and there's just so much scope given what we were just saying about how theological education is quite broad um for teaching units or evening lectures panels here that address the kinds of issues that people can take into their workplace can you can you put some kind of practical examples around that so if i'm Mm. if i'm a business you know, let's say I'm an accountant or, a, you know, I'm running my own business or whatever. Like mm. what's what's the value or what, what do I get out of coming and doing some study that's useful for me in that? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So generally speaking, understanding, I mean, I, and we can come back to this because one of the biggest needs I think in education is self-understanding. Yeah. And it's often yeah, okay. we just drift right over that and past yeah, yeah. it and we get yeah. to the end of our lives and think, wait, oh, yeah. who am I? Um <laughs> We can come back to that because I think that's hugely important going forward. But there are different ways it can be addressed. One is just to understand your faith and yourself as a Christian because becoming a Christian is a radical conversion of your identity. Mm. Um, And there's plenty of uh, stories about that in Scripture, about God changing people's destinies and identities, um, often by changing their names. Um, And so there's an important 
element there that we just know who we are and what we're doing here on planet Earth. Yeah, okay. But there is, there's also a whole bunch of practical ways that we can address issues. So the, the example you gave someone being in business, running perhaps a panel on ethics yeah, okay. uh, in business yeah. or finance and just um, enabling people to come with their questions yeah. and have some things addressed but have some Q&A. Um, or if they're working in medicine, then there's all the biomedical yeah, is- yeah. issues and but ethics to again. Bring a theological lens to those kinds yeah. of everyday questions. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And just enabling people to think Christianly in yeah. their workplaces, and so some of that can be quite specific, as I as I've said, um, focused towards particular vocations, hmm. and a lot of the other part of it can just be uh, general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Understanding about faith. I'm interested in the ways. I guess the the pressures or the trajectories or the trends that are going on in theological education. If you know, I'm a mm. parent of school age kids, and you know, see through that lens the enormous changes that are going on in school level kind of education. And mm. uh, you know, my eldest is about to go into university, so I'm kind of getting getting a sense of how that's different now to when I was at university. You know, mm. three or four years ago. Um, I, Three or four decades three or four ago. Years ago. Uh, <laughs> no offense, but I'm what laughing. are the kind of trends, or you know, is that are there changes going on in theological education? What's the kind of trajectory? Yeah, there are. I mean, there are changes going on all the time in mm. different areas. So, pedagogically, there are just changes going on Peda in what? education. Pedagogically. pedagogically, just in in so approaches to education. Okay, there are changes happening right across the board. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them to do with technological advances. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sometimes surprised even now when I talk to students at UQ who say, "Oh, yeah, I'm halfway through my my uh, degree and I haven't been into any classes yet." Yeah. You know, I just I yeah. do it all at home. Yeah. And for me, that's amazing because part of study back in my day, sound like an old man, (laughs) but just even 20 years ago, a significant part of study was the social interaction, the rubbing shoulders with people with different views, being in the same room. Being in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hearing their questions, asking your own, wrestling things out with them and getting to know people. So for me, it, it... it raises lots of questions about what about when these people have to go into a workplace? Is that yeah, the first yeah. time that they'll Interact with properly someone. engage with other people who have yeah. different perspectives and things? I don't know. Maybe that's naive on my part. But that seems to be a big shift. And a lot of that is brought around by, has been brought around by technology. Yeah, that and enables that to happen. Yeah. You can you buy a yeah. package almost yeah. uh, when, you, when you pay for a course or a unit and you can access that at your own leisure. Yeah. We're also tapping into that. Um, one of one of our recent initiatives here at Trinity is Trinity on Tap, which is a whole series of podcasts that people can listen to at their own leisure. Yeah, okay. It's it's a way of trying to bring education to you instead of you having to come yeah, to yeah. us, and that's so all free. And I need to confess here that when I first heard mm. Trinity on Tap, I assumed that meant uh, theological education in the pub. Uh, you know, where you could get your favourite beer on tap and away so, you go. That sounds great. That could work as well. Yeah, that could uh, work as well. But no, I get the sense of it's yeah. on tap, it's ready to go. Yeah, ready to go and just at your... I think uh, as a... So I'm pleasure. a card-carrying introvert mm-hmm. and I I do like the idea that I can just do all of everything in, you know, in my office, in my house and not have to ever talk to anybody. Mm. Um, but there must also be some value in that, you know, that kind of face-to-face interaction and actually sitting together I think where especially that's feasible. Yeah, especially um, for theological education or I should say maybe the, the spiritual formation side of yeah, that. Okay. Because to fill your head with ideas, yeah. you can do that in a library, yeah, you can do that yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. Um, you can study and learn and, and 
really just soak up other people's ideas from, I don't know, hundreds of years of historical yeah, research it's all there. without ever engaging with anyone else. Yeah. When it comes to um, knowing yourself, as I mentioned earlier, being really important, you need others. You need other people yeah. to help you know yourself. Yeah. None of us can know ourselves by ourselves, and that's really important. And then working in um, a context where you're being formed so that you can basically bless others with the gifts you've got, with the knowledge you've got, pass it on, um, inform others about the way that God wants to relate to them and relates to the world. All of that requires some practice. and, And we really need to be able to be around other people who can say, hey, that facial expression you've got on, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. I mean, that's a simple yes. example. But Resting board face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one way to put it. Yeah, there's just, there's so many ways that we benefit from being in a community. And that's one of the wonderful things yeah. here at Trinity. You've probably noticed just passing through, yeah. especially Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when yeah. all our classes are held. We have a really good sense of community. Yeah, we all have lunch yeah. yeah, on Tuesdays together after chapel. Yeah. And we interact. We pray for each other. We yeah. talk about what we're learning in classes. We have discussions that are some intentional and some ad hoc. But yeah. all of that is so important for learning and growing. So I'm getting the sense. I mean, you've used that, that phrase of kind of getting to know yourself, but also of forming and formation. And I'm, I'm kind of getting the sense that, that actually that, those are the critical key in a sense, objectives of theological education. There is knowledge, there is you know, biblical and theological knowledge that we gain along the way, but actually the way we are formed as disciples and as leaders and so on and the way we come to know ourselves is actually the... In, is that the end goal? That the, am, I, am, I saying, am I going too mm. far? No, I don't know if you are. Um, I guess sometimes when, you, when you're in a role like mine and you're focusing on what can we do in education that we're not doing at the moment or what can we do better? That's, that's something I think a lot about. Because in terms of teaching people how to interpret scripture, teaching people historically the ideas that have shaped the church over 2,000 yeah. years, those sort of things that our theology lecturer, uh, our biblical studies lecturers and historical lecturer, well, they're, they're doing all that really well yeah. and that's what the class content is based around. And there's great feedback from the students about yeah. what they're learning in those areas. It's as I think about your question about where education's going mm. in the future, I think we're going to have to start focusing on some things that we've focused on better in the past. Okay. Um, it's almost a ancient future education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get back to some things that we used to do very well. I, it goes back to Augustine. Um, he had this you know, big focus on how, how can you draw close to God and know God if you don't know yourself. Yeah, okay. um, in his confessions, he mentions that. And, and Calvin, too, um, a thousand years later, he says that our wisdom or having, having wisdom consists of two things, no, knowledge of God, which is what we often think of theological education yeah. being all about, yeah. but also knowledge of self. Yeah. And he, he even says that those two things are so connected, so uh, intimately connected that it's not always easy to determine a priority which mm. one comes first mm. and which one follows out of the other mm. and a lot of our I guess in our enlightenment age and just in information age we're just filling our heads with info yeah. often oh yes yeah, so and much. we we want those insights yeah, you know yeah. tell me more about yeah. God and the Bible yeah. and help me to understand all that yeah. and we we go right past self-understanding yeah, yeah. 
And I know people, you know, students, lecturers, people of working professionals who are clearly, I mean, I don't mean this as a judgment. It might sound judgmental. I don't mean it to. But, I, I, you know, good friends of mine too who are just flying along in life and so driven yeah. by emotions, desires, experiences from the past that they haven't processed. And it's yeah. clear that they haven't. Yeah. And I have my own things, you know, to yeah. process as well. But sometimes we, we forget that we are so shaped by those things that sometimes we're just living according to a script. Yeah. All of our drives and passions to be in ministry, to achieve certain things, whatever it is, um, or to go into the workplace and mm. do certain things, they're driven by who we've been shaped to be mm. and by these desires that we never stop and say, what's going on? Where did this come from? Why am I always in a hurry? Yeah, Why yeah. do I get angry when someone disagrees? <laughs> what makes me anxious? <laughs> Uh, what sort of es- what forms of escapism do I prefer, and why? Yeah. What addictive behaviours yeah. are already in my life? Because let's be honest, all of us have addictive yeah. behaviours in our lives. What do I want? Yeah. Um, how how do I manipulate others when I'm in a room, and why yeah. do I do it that way? Those are some of the questions that we could wrestle with in yeah. theological education, which yeah. I think will prepare us for a future where emotional intelligence and resilience are going to be absolutely essential. Uh, actually, what's going to make a difference? Yeah. You, you remind me of a, a former career I was involved in outdoor education and one of the mantras that we used in, in that industry, if you like, or sector was around um, an experience not processed is an experience lost. Mm. So that sense in which you know all mm. of these things that shape us, if we don't actually stop to kind of just make sense of them, mm. They can kind of pass by. Yeah, um, you talked absolutely. there a little bit about you know the ways in which our world is really rapidly changing and the way we're preparing people, um, you know, or the kinds of skills or um, aptitudes that might be essential for that kind of changing world. How, how does a college like Trinity, or how does college, how does Trinity College Queensland in particular, pay attention to the ways the world is changing? How do you, you know, mm. how do you and your team, your your faculty, keep in touch with? The way the world's changing, the way the church is changing, what mm. the church's kind of emerging needs are. I mean, you yeah. must be, you know, flat out trying to keep up with it is. Um, all of those things. <laughs> and then trying to, you know, have one eye five or ten years down the track. Of yeah. Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing, education generally, I think, because people like five, ten-year plans. They like a sense of purpose and direction and where are you going and where are you taking yeah, all yeah. this? And when you look into the future and things are changing so fast largely because of technology, as I said. Mm. I mean, people now carry around in their pocket a computer that's far more powerful than, mm. <laughs> you know, what I the world had to offer I say this to my kids all the time. You, you have all the world's knowledge in a little device in your pocket. Yeah. You, know, you have access to everything. Yeah. Uh, and that's changing the way we learn. Yeah. And it's changing how we then need to teach. I mean, in, in schools, teachers will tell students, hey, just Google this you yeah. know, and encourage that. Um, I'm not sure if we're always thinking about the implications of that because mm. I think there's less deep learning going on. Yeah. Um, so just to throw a couple, I guess, different ideas at you in response to your last question. Mm. Um, well, there's a book out called The Shallows, which is maybe worth a look, which is on this sort of thing too, just how we, we can Google things, we can watch YouTube videos, we yep. can get that shallow understanding of a lot of things Just we can access it, access it quickly yeah. Yeah, yeah and we we miss out on the the deep kind of learning that comes from really sitting still slowing down yeah. um, and grasping things um, more slowly 
um, and with depth and really understanding all the interdisciplinary sort of implications as well of that um, area of, of understanding. Does that make sense? I'm not sure yeah, if I'm articulating well, that well. What I'm thinking about is um, I'm no great home handyman, but mm. if I have to replace a tap washer, I just go get a YouTube video on how to replace a tap washer <laughs> yeah, and I've I follow it. And yep. I do it and I successfully achieve it. But as soon as the video stops, I've got no idea what I just did and I couldn't yeah. do it again to save myself. Yeah. Like I've not learned <laughs> anything similar. about being you know, handy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, all I know how to do is just follow the instructions on the yes, screen. That's a, that's a um, good example. It's not quite the same kind of thing, but that's no, kind of what it, I'm hearing here. It is. Um, yeah. If you're writing an essay on something and, and you're just grabbing at quotes and bits of information that will piece together the, the essay, essay, for instance, yeah. as opposed to a deep learning that does do some some deeper reflection on yeah. how does this apply to me and yeah, to the yeah. church and what are the implications for how I'm going to relate to other people in the world and yeah. there's a deeper level of learning that can go on there but it, it takes time uh, I, I was and it's difficult when you're in a formal um, course of study mm. I remember in my masters which I did at Regent College in Vancouver I was constantly challenged by this because there was this demand to get all these different units yeah, done kind of a relentless pressure almost yeah, yeah just for a semester sort of thing just keep them coming but also i felt personally challenged um that the spirit of god was saying to me slow down and yeah. soak this up yeah. go for walks yeah. think about the things you're learning um meditate on it don't just skip over it and there was a real tension there i could feel the tension between needing to get things done because the yeah. deadlines yeah. And this happens in ministry too, or, yeah. or work. Yeah. Um, there's needing to read books or needing yes. to write essays, <laughs> and then there's wanting to just slow down and yeah. and absorb things. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real tension, and it's not easy. And um, students here might say, "Oh, that's all very well, Paul, for you yes, to talk right. about this." But you ideal. still give me a deadline for exactly. my assignment. Exactly. You still want the essay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a tension there. Um, I I'm trying to remember what your original question was. Or oh, some of the challenges no going forward. Yeah. How do you pay attention to the way the world is changing yeah. in order so that, you know, theological education can respond or keep pace or yeah. react? Or so a lot of that comes from our faculty having really good conversations about this. And we, we yeah. all try and keep our finger on the pulse yeah. in different ways, different sectors. There's a guy at the moment, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, you may have heard of. He, he's written a few books. Okay. Um, is, that have sold, I think, 12 million copies or so. Uh, Sapiens was the first one that sold really well, sort of looking back over the yeah. history of humanity. Then Homo Deus, which is a history of tomorrow, which is a, a really history of tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I'm intrigued by that. Oh, you have to go just, find it. Yeah. Have a look at, I mean, yeah. <laughs> in light of what we just said, look him up on YouTube. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> get that. No, but I'll get the five-minute version, yeah, the yeah. TED Talk version. Well, it's yeah. not a five-minute version because anything he says will yeah. stick. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a profound guy. He's an Israeli scholar. Okay. Um, he's got a new book, I think, called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. All of it, fascinating stuff. And I'll admit, he's one of my go-tos at the moment for yeah. getting a sense of where things are moving. Yeah, okay. Um, and he's, he, he's someone who... What was also, the name again? What was his name again? Yeah, it's a bit of a hard name to take in. Yuval, Yuval. Y-U-V-A-L, Noah, as in the biblical Noah, yeah. and Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I. Um, and he, he has a whole bunch of fascinating insights, but one of them is along the lines of what I've been talking about. He says, you know, we've, we've got to get to know ourselves um, in a fast, uh, a culture that's adapting quickly and changing quickly. 
Oh, one of the interesting things he said was, one of the best things we can learn from an exam is how to deal with failure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not not anything to do with the content of the exam yeah, yeah, yeah. or what we might pick up and you know whether we we pass or fail, but just almost the inevitable failure and then what we, we can learn from that um, about ourselves. Yeah. How do we handle it? Yeah. What do we? And and I thought, yeah, maybe what we should do in class here is just give everyone. Exams that they're deemed they're, they're doomed to fail, and then just say, right now we're processing this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd be too popular if we went down that yeah, route. But yeah, and enrollments just plummeted. Yes, yes, and people are asking, uh, why is everyone failing this? Yeah, yeah. So emotional intelligence um, is is really important too. It's it's related to that yeah, self awareness yeah. and yeah. self understanding. But yeah, yeah we you don't have to be in the adult sort of workforce for yeah, long yeah, to yeah. realize that that just makes all the difference yeah, yeah. yeah it would mm. um, we've talked there a little bit about you know this college keeping pace with kind of how the world is changing in terms of what you're doing mm. can we can we take a step back a little bit and think about you know us as a whole church mm. um, you know in the way that that our whole church thinks about theological education um, in, in terms of I mean I, I don't want to just get stuck on what happens in colleges because um, you know we've talked about this theological education is a kind of much broader thing um, so I'm not sure how to frame the question except to say you know how do we keep these questions of what theological education says to us about our world and how it prepares us for our world as a whole church from a kind of bigger broader point of view what are the what are the ways that we're helping congregations to kind of grapple with these questions in their own life or mm. and and theological colleges and other things uh, yeah any, any clues for us as a whole? Um, I, well, in my preaching classes here, I, what, one of the sessions that I take is is about how the, the kinds of sermons we preach are shaping a certain kind of faith okay. in congregations. It's one thing that yeah. comes to mind. Yeah. That if, if week after week we're preaching moralistic sermons that kick people in the backside and say, you need to try harder, you need to yeah, do yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. What we're forming, the kind of faith we're forming in people over time is a, a kind of legalism yeah. that says, I'm probably not good enough, I need to try harder. Um, if, if we're preaching week after week about, you know, Jesus is the answer to everything, before we've even searched out the questions, yes. we know that Jesus yeah. is the answer. Yeah. Again, it's... it's Sunday a, School 101. Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of superficial faith that we're forming in our congregations that over time... They will come to just think, before I've even searched this out and really yeah. wrestled with it, yeah. I just know that Jesus is the yeah, answer yeah. and I'll skip straight to that. That's also not very helpful. Um, it, it prevents us from learning to deal with tough questions about yeah. suffering, mm. um, why God works and some of the ways mm. that he does that we mm. don't understand and mm. things like that. Um, so I think one of the things we can do is think about what are the kinds of what are the ways that we preach and present God's word, God's living word to the church? And what kind of faith does that form in people over time? Hmm. Um, if you think about the kind of faith you want to form, it's probably a, a robust, yeah. uh, engaging, life-giving faith. So yeah. preach those kinds of sermons yeah. um, that talk about how this works out in yeah, actual yeah. practice and yeah. those kinds of things. So you can work backwards. Um, there, there's a lot more I have to say about preaching, but I'd be going off on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Look for yeah. Trinity on Tap series on preaching. Yeah, Maybe. next year that'll uh, be coming out. Yeah, Come and do a course, even better. Come and do a, yeah. a radio station near you. <laughs> 
I do want to come and do that course with you, Paul. That's uh, it's on mm. my to-do list. Well, I'll write that uh, down and hold you to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can write it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Uniting Church is a... It's not going too far to say a somewhat diverse church theologically. You know, there's a whole range mm. of kind of diverse views and that you know, plays out in a lot of ways that, that we could go into. But you know, how does a college... How does Trinity College... Help prop- well help firstly help prepare people to kind of work right across the diversity of kind of theologically the diversity of our church. Um, mm. How does it? I don't know how to position itself is maybe a related question, but I'm mostly interested in you know how a, how a college as a part of its input into our theological education helps kind of set people up that are mm. going to be in all sorts of different parts of spectrums. Mm. Um, yeah, that's an important question too, um, particular to. The Uniting Church, which mm. holds, well, I guess every denomination has congregations yeah. that sit in different places yeah. on I'm spectrums. I'm sure we're not of, the only diverse church. No, no, but it is something means. that we're kind of a little bit known for, perhaps. Yeah. I, I think it's important to, to recognise that colleges um, don't sit in the same sort of places, churches in this regard. Uh, I think a minister, lead, leading minister for a congregation has to come down on certain issues in certain places because yeah. there's an expectation that people know where he or she stands yeah, okay. with regards to same-gender marriage, for instance, yeah. or whatever the, the issue might be. In a context like this, our role is to give students the toolkit to think through those kinds of issues. Yeah, okay. It's not to say, at least not at this college, yeah. it's not to say this is everything's a black and white issue. Yeah. This is the way you should think about it because this is the way your lecturer thinks about it, for for example. I mean, even with that, we have diversity among the lecturers. We've got quite an ecumenical Mm. faculty here, Um, some from sort of Baptist backgrounds, an an ordained Anglican, obviously some uniting folks, uh, some Presbyterians. So it's quite a rich... And that that only adds to the richness, I think, of the learning. I imagine so. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's great because the students are hearing sermons and classes, um, units taught from all these different perspectives. But that doesn't mean that the lecturer only presents one perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to all of us that we are presenting our students with a range with of perspectives. Range. So yeah. I teach biblical studies and, and hermeneutics, uh, which is rules of interpretation. Hmm. So Thank you. Thank you for interpreting. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. So a lot, of the, a lot of the time, if I'm looking at an Old Testament text that um, can be interpreted one way, it's important in a in a class context to say this has also been interpreted in this that and the other ways in historically um different denominations might lead towards lean towards different readings um the church down the road might do it this way but i think our 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 task here in theological education at a college is to say to our students here are the tools here are the ways that people have arrived at these different conclusions Um, and here are the different things to take into account as you work that through for yourself. Um, And we provide, sometimes that requires some pastoral care as well as just the abstract concepts and things. Um, And students can make those moves, sometimes again, in conversation with others and community. I imagine that. You know, we are talking here about helping people grapple with learning about things that they care deeply about, you know, in which they're personally very invested. And that's potentially different to some other forms of education where we're teaching people some new skill or some new, I don't 
don't know, knowledge. Techniques. You know, that they're not personally invested in. Yeah. If I go absolutely. off to university to learn to be an accountant, that's not grappling with my kind of worldviews and the things that, that I hold dear. That's exactly. just teaching me about. I think the closest um, analogy in like a place like UQ or something would be philosophy, yeah. where it can really have a yeah, big impact on the way you see yeah, the world yeah. And, yeah. and perceive things. Yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right. And that means that sometimes there are students... I mean, I, 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 I hope this isn't a reflection on my teaching, but I've had a few students in tears yeah. in, in class or leave the room for a moment and, yeah. and then come back later and say, oh, this is actually a really important yeah, yeah. issue for me yeah. and it's being shaken up a bit. And we're careful not to just be pulling the rug yeah, um, yeah. in our educational methods that we just say, oh, that thing that you've always believed? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it, this does go right back to where we began, doesn't it? That, yeah. That it is about, you know, understanding who we are and then, yep. you know, that formation kind of question mm. um, or objective, if you like. And it also goes back to what we were saying about um, some people coming to study with a faith that's been handed down to them yeah. that they now want to grapple with and come to terms with. My own experience in that has been that I grew up in a very conservative home as a missionary kid and had certain perspectives presented to me which I no longer hold, like yeah. a six-day creation. Yeah. Um, I think it's more faithful to read Genesis 1 as being a text that's not talking about a six, 24-hour day creation and that if you pay attention to the literary form, mm. it's actually hard mm. to end up in that place. But I don't force that on anyone else. It's yeah, just yeah. it's a conclusion that I've come to for myself, which yeah. I present to students um, as a, a legitimate reading. And I think it's important that we can hold our views firmly, but not in some exclusive way that yeah, makes yeah. us angry when someone yeah, you know yeah. disagrees. Yeah. Well, one of the ways I put it to students sometimes is just one of the one of the best gains of being in a theological college is just to be able to talk about your perspective with someone else without getting angry. Because yeah. where there's difference, yeah. some, it's just amazing sometimes uh, because of what you just said, the things that we believe yeah. are so close yeah. to who we are and our perception of our identity that we um we struggle when yeah. someone confronts it or opposes yeah, it yeah. or denies that it's true yeah. and yeah. we need to learn to hold it yeah. for ourselves without getting too upset when someone else is different to us because yeah. our mission is not to make everyone else in the world the same what <laughs> yeah. surely it is same as me. No, um, yeah. we're going to run out of time, Paul. But I yeah. do want to. I do want to ask you the kind of the five or ten year question, and that is, you know, to to you know put your imagine imagination into action and talk to me a little bit about uh, what's you know what's the kind of long term. What does the future look like for Trinity College? What are we trying to do? Mm. How does how does life here at the college kind of change over the next five to ten years? Mm. I, I don't even know if that's a fair question, but I'm interested in mm. you know as as you think not just about next semester but about the next decade. What are the things that are top of mind? Um, yeah, I don't you? know if it's a fair question either, no, but, no. I, but, <laughs> but I get asked it so. a lot, so I guess it must be. The the yeah. Uh, where do I start? Well, I've been in this role for about three months and probably the thing that's come to the fore the most for me is where are we going mm. in terms of uh, priorities. Mm. Um, a college is about theological education, but it's also on a very base level. It's a business and you mm. need students sure. to keep going. And yeah, so yeah. there's also that that other that aspect. Um, aspect yeah. yeah. And so on one level, we're, we're asking how do we encourage people to come and study theology mm. a lot of people only see theology as something worth studying if there's a job at the end of it yeah, okay. um, 
and that's people who want to work in ministry. But as I said earlier, I'd love to see people coming and studying here because they want to go back to their workplace. So, um, well, just to cut all the thinking out of it and just (laughs) jump to the... Because the last thing we want to do is any thinking. No, no, I just mean (laughs) rather than articulating it all and taking 10, 10, 20 minutes... Um, I would love to see in the future that people come here, uh, people who are working in business, for instance, they come, they do maybe a master's of missional leadership or something, um, and we set them up with a mentor in business, Mm. and they're doing some work alongside that person uh, just in the city here in in Brizzy. Um, And part of their assessment and their work is looking at the way that they uh, engage with others, looking at how their mentor engages Mm. with others, Mm. and really learning a lot about themselves yeah. and about how those the implications of the gospel play out in that context yeah. but they're also learning some of the core content that we have to mm. offer here at the mm. college about faith mm. but it's not yeah so that's one thing i'd love to mm. see mm. happening mm. Uh, in the future i think that online education is really important and yeah. so we're we're moving towards that and and towards providing yeah. a, a high-end product in that especially regard. i guess in a state like queensland that's yeah. so distributed and yeah you know, it's, it's so very far away to some of our yeah. regional and then centers. also you know expanding that to international yeah um, availability for people who want to study from overseas but we'd yeah. like we'd love to offer a product that's really high quality in that regard too um so some of the ways that we move forward are not not necessarily even asking what we would like to do. Mm. Some is. Mm. Like mm. me saying that I think that knowledge of self is really important. That's something that I'm passionate about. Um, but there are other things that we just have to acknowledge are real. Yeah. And one of those is technological change is happening. Yes. Online education is happening. Yes. People are learning in their own time and they, yeah. they want the convenience of that. Yeah. And that's happening whether we like it or not. Yeah. So if we don't get on board with it, yeah, then yeah. we'll just be left behind. So, so don't we have to do that in a way that is genuine and real and yeah. you know, as, as authentic and generates the best outcomes that exactly. we can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but those are, those are probably some of the main things that we're... Um, thinking about as we move forward um in terms of the shape the college will take that's difficult i mean i don't know if in 20 years you know lecturers and professors will all just be sitting in their pajamas all day (laughs) doing all their work from home and marking essays and i don't know engaging in forums how do i get a job here yeah (laughs) no i I hope that's not the case no no it may be i I just don't know um but it also means that we i think colleges will need to have marketing um, em- employees who work almost solely in putting materials together yeah, yeah. Um, who are really skilled with video yes. and technology yeah. and yeah. Um, all the media all the media yeah. media yeah social media stuff yeah, yeah. Um, we're already feeling that um, yeah right. but I guess those are a few little hints in the right direction right. but I'm about to have some study leave and I can tell you now that one of my main priorities is to really wrestle this through to ask people in the states and in the uk yeah. um what they're doing yeah, yeah. in the in this regard and yeah, we're just, not a vacuum are we it's not that trinity no. college queensland is the only place that's kind of asking these sorts of questions no of course um, not everyone. no if we're not asking these sorts of questions and we just do what we did last year yeah um, i think we'll get stuck in a rut so yeah, yeah. and everyone here is really forward thinking yeah that's it's great it's a good yeah. t- context to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. give me the um as we wrap up, give me the uh, the the kind of right down the line to the person who's listening to this. Um, 
why come and study theology? Why why come and study deliberately at a place like Trinity College, Queensland? What's the hmm. what's the sales pitch, if you like? Well, two of our taglines that we use: one is honest answers to t- tough questions. Yeah, okay. And I would say to you who are yeah. listening. Yeah. Uh, what are your tough questions? Yeah. Have a think about that. Yeah. Um, what are the things th- about your faith yeah. that don't always match up with your experience that you would like to wrestle yeah. through? Um, and there is no better place than Trinity College Queensland yeah. to come and wrestle yeah. those questions. <laughs> you you asked me to Nicely sell done. it. Nicely done. Nicely <laughs> done. The other one is yeah. figure out your faith. Yeah. Um, I sometimes use that phrase just to... Yeah. To, to say, yes, you, you may have some form of a faith that came yeah. from elsewhere or whether it's a denomination or a family or a culture, yeah. and you want to figure that out for yeah. you. Um, again, there'll be questions involved with that, and yeah. you know, come and ask those questions in a context where anything, yeah. nothing's off the table. No, no. Uh, you can ask those questions. You can yeah. um, be, become part of a community that wants to help you work that stuff out. I have to say that's that's in a sense exactly what took me to college. Um, mm. Oh, gee, it's a few years ago now, but I, but I was working, you know, living life, doing things, and just had this nagging sense of I want to try and figure this out a bit more. I want to understand a bit more, and mm. you know, didn't set out to get a degree or to work in for the church or anything. Just picked a couple of subjects and went off to to you know go and try and figure out um, what this is all about. Yeah, um, same here, actually. And still trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, yep. But a same little here. bit further down the track. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Beautiful, yeah. Paul. Thank you so much for the chat today. Lots of um, lots of things there for us to uh, dig into, um, mm. and a few questions that I might come back and uh, explore with you some other time. Sure. Yeah, you'd be welcome. If not to in do that, that preaching class, maybe somewhere else. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Paul. Cheers. Yeah.